Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we will be discussing the American, uh, the variances of American English or the dialects of American English. Jared's going to be my expert on Southern English today because I have not spent too much time down South. So what's going on, Jared? Howdy, y'all. I'm out here parking my car in Harvard Yard. <laughs> and it's hella fresh. Um, hello. Um, that's a southern accent for you guys. Uh, I heard a little Boston in there, too, or all something. Southern. No, I'm, I'm the top of what teaching you southern. All southern. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at Untranslatable1, our Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Chad and I have... Turn a new leaf, and we're going full force on Instagram. We're yes, coming at you hot and furious and ferociously. Chat's pulling out pictures from 1937 that of, of him and I, and I'm like, I mean, I guess we can use that, right? <clears throat> hey, we Except were this. we were looking pretty good back then, you know. Might as well. Yeah, that's fair. All I need is for really is for the picture to be post braces, which is easy to do. I got my braces off. Oh, I'm going to have to do some digging now and find some braces <laughs> pictures of you now. Uh, just one more reason for me to delete my Facebook. <laughs> oh, oh, and man. email us at uh, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com and tell us uh, why you should delete your Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting email to get. That sounds like a fun, uh, a fun little segment. Why you should delete your Facebook. Right. Or well, Instagram are, or Twitter. Exactly. Well, you know, they're all mining all of our data, Jared. They, they already know everything about us. Oh, that's true. But they didn't, they didn't even need our social media for that. I mean, they, I already have an iPhone. That's true. Game, it's, all, it's all over. It's all over, man. Yeah. You know, really I was true. actually considering just yesterday uh, um, about going off the grid. You know, I consider going off the grid like once every uh, quarter or something. I'm like, I could do it. It'd be interesting. I always love seeing pictures on Facebook of like, of, of course, they're on Facebook, right? Pictures on Facebook of like, <laughs> um, you know, could you live in this like cool cabin for like three months without your phone and internet and blah, 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 and get like $2 million. And it's like, hell yeah, of course I could. Or like the hashtag van life. Right. And I think what sh I think you can do it. And I think it's easier than one might think. With mm. the uh, with batteries, I feel like if you can make like a gen like generators outside of your house of batteries, mm. use solar power, you know, clear some trees out of the way, <laughs> right? So you can get some sun. Although I guess I'd have to figure out you'd have to figure out what you do in like you know winter or the colder months. And I mean, go to a place where it doesn't get cold. So there you go. So Live cold. out in Cali or Florida. Yeah. Well, yeah, go, don't go to Florida right now because the hurricane's I, coming. I mean, just don't go to Florida, period. Even, <laughs> on, even on the nicest of days, don't go to Florida. <laughs> Speaking of which, shout out to the uh, people in North Carolina as well, because I heard there was some uh, deaths, but it got uh, downgraded to a, um, to a, um, what, a tropical storm, whatever's below. Um, a hurricane? Right. Yeah, I think it was a tropical storm. For sure. Uh, anyway, how is how's it going in Czech Republic? It's going good, man. I can't complain. Uh, I had a good Czech, very true Czech experience today. I uh, went to a Czech hockey game with one of my uh, colleagues' husbands. He's a super nice guy, and uh, and his English is really good. It's it's funny. A lot of people here, 
say either they can't speak. I've said this numerous times already on the pod, so I apologize. But they say, you know, either their English isn't very good or, or whatever. But, you know, we hung out for like the hockey game was about with the breaks in between probably two hours. And uh, and also like grabbed a grabbed a beer beforehand at this really cool pub. Um, and so it was pretty solid. Um, so so in my town, there's a, a professional team called uh, Pirati Homutov, and they are in the first league. They played um, um, Cometa uh, Brno today. Unfortunately, they lost four to two. Is um, Brno the city? Yeah, Brno is the city. And you uh, used to play hockey, so you you understand it pretty mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I used to watch a lot of hockey too, um, as a kid and stuff. And uh, so it was fun. It was a good experience. Um, they were two two all the way until the third period, and then. Uh, one of the guys on uh, the Homotov team got a penalty, and of course, then they scored on the power play. And then towards the very end of the game, they scored on kind of a fluke goal. But uh, but it was fun. We ended up uh, getting some sausage. It was really cool. They had like a, <laughs> they so we went around the stadium, which was pretty I'm sorry, sweet. I'm a child, <laughs> right, right. And then uh, I mean, the game itself was kind of a sausage fest, anyways. I mean, it was uh, mostly okay. men there too. But uh, if you go outside the stadium, they have all these little like hot dog stands or like sausage stands or whatever you so want to call can, it. So you can, you mean outside of where where the games actually play? Do you mean? Right. Is so it you, is it like it's like a your standard kind of enclosed stadium? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a regular oh, okay. hockey stadium, ice rink kind of thing. But but what you do is if you go out, they hand you this red slip of paper, and you got to hang on to that, otherwise they won't let you back in. And then you can walk around outside. So what what are mm-hmm. um check hockey concessions like so there's definitely sausage mm-hmm. and i'm assuming beer. there's also yep. lots of beer on tap <laughs> um and, uh, and here's here's the other thing though dude this is a big cultural difference i noticed with the czech republic and the united states if you at least all of the stadiums i've been to in the united states i'm glad you got a picture of it by the way that's good I actually do have pictures. I oh, just do haven't you really? Sent them yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, I don't. I didn't take any pictures of the concession stand. That's I okay. That's some okay. Of the stadium. Man, I, um, I, I was, I was, I was kind of saying that, hoping you didn't, just so. Uh, but I'm like, oh man, yeah, she did take pictures. Good for well, him. I'm going. Good for I'm him. going to another game on Friday, so had I oh, not, nice. wouldn't be too big of a deal. But uh, yeah, it's only like a 10, 15 minute walk from my apartment, which is also really nice. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You're good. With, uh, You're my good. Um, Back to and, the <laughs> right. concessions. Right. That's how, that's, that's how you know we're friends, though, with all those jabs going back and <laughs> forth. That's for sure. A sign of true friendship. But anyway, so yeah, so the concession stands consist of, as I said, beer on tap. Then they have this like kind of, it's it's like a drink kind of like Coca-Cola called um, Kofola. I think it's K-O-F. It's either F-F or just one F-O-L-A. And it's actually, it was... It's actually RC Cola. <laughs> I, well, so the, the history of Kofola is kind of interesting. So during during the communist era, um, the Czech Republic, they, di- they didn't sell any Western goods, right? So that means no Coca-Cola. That means no Pepsi. So they needed to come up with their own way to kind of, you know, make their own Coca-Cola, oh, right? Oh, that makes so sense. What they, yeah. So what they did was, um, at least this is where I was told a few weeks ago by a Czech guy, is he told me what they did was they, they would take... They figured out that the coffee they were using, there was still caffeine left in the coffee grounds. So they figured out a way to basically press that caffeine out and I guess use that and basically make like a carbonated 
caffeinated drink, kind of like Coca-Cola. Um, I've tried it before. It's pretty good. Um, How's it compared to the real deal crack cocaine? Uh, well, I've never had crack cocaine, but... Uh, I meant Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. They, they all kind of taste similar to me. I'm not really a big Coke drinker in general. Um, I, tr- I try not to drink all that sugary stuff usually. Right. Um, but yeah, so they have those at the concession stand as well. And a lot of places you can actually get those on tap. Some places it's just from like a like a plastic bottle, like a two liter bottle. Um, and then sausages. This other place had uh, like little sandwiches, like where Any the popcorn? buns, like a baguette. Yeah, they had popcorn. Okay. okay. And it was funny, the little popcorn, um, what do you call that, Jared? Like not popcorn container, but you know, like the little box of popcorn that you get. You know, uh, you know what yeah, I mean? Container is what I would say. Container. Okay, so the popcorn or container. Bucket? Yeah, but it was it was a box. It wasn't really a bucket. Okay. But it said it said like fresh popcorn on it. So it was like oh fresh popcorn. Yep. In what English. The? So also what was interesting was during the game, I noticed a lot of the hockey terms were the same in English. So offsides was offsides. Goal uh, was goal. Goal was goal. Uh-huh. I feel like that's the same Pass. in a lot of languages. I don't know about pass. Um, a lot of the symbols for like the penalties were also the same or very similar. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, what, what was the um, what was the vibe like in the audience? So this was actually the season opener. So I thought it would be pretty hype, but um, believe it or not, it wasn't sold out. Um, but what was cool was it was it reminded me a little bit of like a soccer stadium. On one side of the rink, you had the away fans, and they had, you know, like like the scarves and, like, drums, and they were, like, cheering like crazy, and they had their own cheers. Now, on the other side of the rink, there were the home fans, and they also had, like, scarves and, and drums and were doing all sorts of cheers and stuff. So that was cool. Okay. But I sat right in the middle of the rink, which was really nice. I mean, it was a perfect <laughs> view. It's so I wasn't be so, with all the hooligans. I'm going to laugh when you come back to America and you're still, like, keeping up with the Komatov hockey team. And you're like, dude, I uh, probably will. I probably will. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, I gotta stop following Chad on Instagram and Twitter. It's just all Kubatov It's all Czech. Hockey. It's all Czech <laughs> hockey, right? <laughs> like Chad, get a life. Like, I quit doing our podcast so I could watch the hockey games. Oh man, started a Czech hockey podcast with some Czech dude. Right. Like, all right, exactly. that's cool. Exactly. All right, you know, whatever. You know. But what I what I Sounds thought like was really interesting. You guys have a lot of followers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, it probably would be popular in the Czech Republic because there are a lot of hockey fans. Um, oh, I'd believe it. But what was interesting about the game was the first period, um, Komata Brno played a lot better. I mean, uh, what's the uh, name of this actual city? Brno. Brno. Mm-hmm. Komata is like club or something. Comet. Oh, Comets. Okay. The Brno. Because it kind of sounds like Komata, Komata. so it, yeah. it throws yeah. me off. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and it threw me off too because the the away fans were cheering Kometa, Kometa, oh, right. I like, and I thought they were saying Kometov, and I was like, <laughs> why are they cheering for the home team? That makes no sense at all. Um, but yeah, so what what was interesting though about the game was uh, um, uh, Pirati, the the team from Komotov, they were the clear underdogs in the first period. They did not play very well. Second period, it was funny. The the guy I went with. He told me, he was like, they always play better in the second and third period, I promise. And second period, they scored two goals fairly quickly. Um, All right. And so so it was it was a good game, though. It was a lot of fun. Um, 
Didn't learn really any check words from it. Uh, well, I learned one check word, which will be my word of the pod. But uh, other than that, you know, I, I was hoping I'd pick up a couple more things. But uh, it was a good experience, though, man. I enjoyed it. So it wasn't it wasn't like a uh, a rowdy bunch. You weren't like a not no because I wasn't sitting where like the home like I was sitting with the the home fans, but not like the deep in the section. Not like right. the student section. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And I That's tried cool. to explain. I tried to explain that to uh, some of the students at my school, and also to uh, um, the gentleman who took me to the game today, um, because I I feel like pro sports in America are definitely there's like a good atmosphere, but I feel like sometimes it's even more hype during like college games. Uh, yeah, probably. I'd say so. There's also more people usually at a college game. Right. Uh, at least if you're going to like some, uh, you know, the biggest ones. Oh, for sure. If you go down south, like a Bama game or a Clemson or game. Oh, yeah. Michigan or Michigan State. I mean, those games get huge, yeah. especially. And w- what's crazy, though, too, I think with a lot of the college Michigan games. Michigan has in the, the United, record, I believe, for the biggest. Uh, yeah, they do. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's a reason why they call it the big house. Occupancy. Yeah. Right. But yeah. All those poor, disappointed fans. What can I say? <laughs> I got I got to throw my jabs as a Michigan State alum. What can it I is, say? It is it is funny to me too, just to like um, watch you know on on once again Facebook or whatever. Watch right. uh, all the all the fans get so excited and me and me not being a fan of either of them really, mm-hmm. but just knowing how Michigan seems to be every year and just being like, why are you guys even bothering to get your right? hopes up? Right. It's like oh, why do you man. do this to yourself? I don't understand why you do this to yourself. I. See, that's that's also what I think is funny. Like, I see all these, just same as you, all these posts on Facebook. And, you know, since I grew up right next to Ann Arbor, I have a lot of, like, people who have right. just been Michigan fans all their lives, even though they may have never, like, you know, studied at U of M, which is, which is fine. It is what it is. There are a lot of, I think, fans out there like that everywhere. Is it fine, Chad? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it is. Um, I mean, you can, you can like whoever you that's like. That's ridiculous. Yeah, because as you said, the, some of these games are even bigger than NFL teams. Oh, and, for sure. And people don't always choose their NFL teams just based off of where they're from. True. Good point. So, Good I, point. Yeah, I think it's I think it's unfair to say you have to have gone to a school to be a fan of it. Half if because if that was the case, half of these programs wouldn't even exist anymore. If it was only like if you're only right. running off people that used to go there. Oh, for sure, for sure. But at the same time. You know, U of M has a huge alumni base. I mean, it's one oh, of the biggest sure. in the country, I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, is it really? I, I didn't I'm know pretty that. sure. I thought so. At least that's what, well, that was that's what someone from U of M had told me years ago. So I don't know if it was a biased opinion or not. But but I don't know. I mean, if you go to any of those games or the tailgates, I mean, it's utter chaos. And it's like that too at MSU. Um, but yeah, but it was just interesting, like, trying to explain this to my students and some other people in the Czech Republic because they don't really have college sports at all. So for them, I think it's hard for them to kind of grasp the magnitude of it. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and I feel like there's a different passion behind it, too, if you've been following, you know, either either if you've been following the team since you were a kid, although that can be the same with pro teams, but then also with college teams, if you studied there, too, I feel like people get super into their college teams, especially if they're alumni there. Like I've seen more like middle-aged dudes, I think like try to start fights with people and at college football games than I have actual like current students. I just saw a um, video on Facebook yesterday of a fight started at a, by some drunk dude just at a uh, lions game. 
Oh, I saw that too. And the dude and he was, was like fighting another his, lion's guy. Yeah, and he was just getting the shit beat out of him, and he just kept going back. And, oh and they're like, stop, stop. Like, <laughs> right. Well, the dude keeps getting back up. The dude should stop. Right. Oh, for sure. And he was clearly drunk. Like, he could barely stand up. I feel like why else would you fight with somebody and keep going back to it? You gotta be you gotta be drunk or under some uh, kind of pride. Pride is a powerful thing too. I think. I feel like pride's even worse though when you're drunk. Uh, well, yes, that's true. Uh, yeah, I, I'd give you that for sure. I, I think that's that's the lethal combination of the two. But uh, I think you can you could be sober and still have that pride, or you could be drunk. Oh, for sure. And then that brings out the pride as well. And then you have that combination that turns you into a, a mean person. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I feel well, like alco- alcohol can bring out the best and the worst what are, in people. What are um, what, what's Kumatov's colors? Red and black. That's not a bad guess. Their, their colors are like a navy blue and red and okay. white, I believe. Are you, so you're going to, uh, to this next game with the same dude? Yep. Yep. All right. Going on going on Friday. Um, we play against the uh, Liberets Tigers. So Liberets is the city. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's I think in the more in the north of the Czech Republic, kind of north central, and we're more northwest. But uh, okay. yeah, should should be a good time. Hoping to get hoping to get another kolbasa, which is a kielbasa. <laughs> it's a sausage. Um, and right. and it, it reminded me a lot of Germany though, man, because like you get it with like the mustard. And then like a piece of bread. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That's, I, mm-hmm. you know, I never asked that, but I, that's kind of just what I assumed ha- how it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That kind of seems, and it's also so close to Germany, which I keep forgetting about. Right. I mean, yeah, literally you drive over the mountains and you're in Germany from where I live. It's pretty crazy. Right. Right. Well, you know, um, I, I kind of want to say enough about that. Let's talk about America, the most important country. <laughs> in the world so, sounds good oh wait can i however actually, can i oh. speaking of america actually i do want to i want to add a couple things before we get into our main segment um so i forgot to forgot to mention this on our notes but uh so i had my students ask me anything in class just as like an icebreaker <laughs> reddit style yeah i literally told them i was like if any of you know of reddit like i'm, I'm going sure by they the do. same rules and and so what was really funny, though, was one of my classes, the teacher actually left the room for a minute. I don't know if she like went to the bathroom or what she was doing, but they like all like cracked this big smile right as the door shut. And I was like, all right, you guys, like ask me anything like your teacher's gone. Fire away. Of course, the first question a student asks me is how old I was when I lost my virginity. How old are these people? These students are 16, well, uh, 15 to 19 or 20. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, they're so, like high did school Did you tell age. them? I mean, I went I went by the, the Reddit rules, my <laughs> man. I did. I should have lied. I should have been like, sh- I should have been like 26. <laughs> when that would have been way funnier. Uh, do, you, do you see any rings on these fingers? Right. Uh, <laughs> well, and then another what student kind of, What kind of fucking teacher game is this, Chad? I guess not. What? I guess not a very good one. I don't know. What, 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 that was the first question. That was literally the first question this one student asked me. But then a couple questions later, this one student asked me um, how I felt about Donald Trump, uh, and then I this asked, "This is not good." This is and then I asked, them, and then I asked them. I said, "Well, 
<laughs> right? And then I ask them, who do you think I voted for? Do I look like a Trump supporter or a Hillary supporter? <laughs> and dude, I kid you not, there were... There were 16 guys in this class. Oh All 16 of them thought I voted for Trump. <laughs> so I don't know what that says about me or what that means. But then when they all raised their hand, I said, okay, why? You have to tell oh, me why. Because, so good. yeah, so all 16 oh of them. God. And the answers I got were hilarious. Oh, one my stu- God. One student, this is why I wanted to bring this up, dude. Because Isn't this crazy? <laughs> one one of my students said, well, Donald Trump's a man and you're a man. So that's why I think you voted for him. And that's I was it? Like, what, was, what if I was there? I'm, I, I don't know. And then okay. another student, another student said, which I thought was really funny. He goes, "I mean, that's is that's not a bad reason. It's just you need a little more than that." But right. that is a oh, valid yeah, that's, reason, <laughs> right? That's a pretty one-dimensional reason. I would agree with you. But then another student asked me. He said, uh, or, or, "Or I asked him, why do you think I voted for Trump?" And he said, "Well, you look like you like to have fun and have a good time, and Donald Trump's kind of a funny guy and kind of a clown. So maybe that's why you voted." With him. <laughs> and it was so is he calling hard for stupid. Me. <laughs> what? Is that him calling you stupid? Maybe. I don't know. Could You be. look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then what's interesting uh. is then I asked the students what their thoughts were in this one class. Well, that's not how the AMA works. And, I guess uh, you can. You can rep- I guess that's fair. Well, well, I'm trying. I'm their English teacher, my man. I'm trying to get them to speak English, too. Not just oh, me yeah. talk at You're them. You're also all trying hour. to uh, de- deflect it off of you. Right. It's getting a little heavy. Right. But, uh. But I had to, I had to like try to explain to them like, kind of, why why there are so many people in the states who are very against him and then very for him, which was kind of a complicated answer to give. Um, but what was interesting was almost all the kids, and these were younger kids, so I would guess these were 16, 17 years old. All of them liked Trump and said he was doing a lot of good things. I didn't probe into it very much because we didn't have a lot of class time left. But I'm really curious, like, what other people around the world think he's doing that is good. Yeah, that's interesting. You wouldn't think to hear that uh, perspective from someone in Europe. Yeah, well, I mean... But they're also 16. I mean, what what do they know, stupid kids? (laughs) Right. But uh, uh, the other thing is, too, though, is that uh, the Czech president, I think he kind of considers himself the Czech Donald Trump. Like, he's really rich. Oh, he's he's got that that uh, personality. I I guess yeah. So, so I've been told that in the Czech Republic, it's divided pretty fifty fifty with their president. I would say it's not so much fifty fifty in the United States for Donald Trump. But I thought it was interesting. And then I had a student also ask me about the Me Too movement and what my thoughts were on that, which was interesting. And then another student. Uh, this will be the last thing I'll talk about. Um, another student asked me, which I thought was a, well. I don't know if he wasn't sure if I'm gay or straight or what, but he asked me if I have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. But he said boyfriend first. Yeah, he said, do you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend? I mean, it's 2018. Well, well, exactly. But I I actually, when he said that, I complimented him. I said, both. I've listened to the Untranslatable podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No, when when he said that, though, I was like, you know what? Like a couple kids in the class chuckled. And I was like, I was like, I get why you're chuckling, I guess. But like. I think it's good he's trying to be inclusive. You know, like yeah. they don't know that much about me. For all they know, I could have a boyfriend no, or that's a girlfriend great. or both. Yeah, I think I think that is good. So that was kind of a I think and that, I, yeah, like, and it's a up, nice yeah. simple way to ask it. Um mm-hmm. and just kind of be aware of, of of people that might not be uh having a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever. Right. 
Right. I should have told him, well, I'm a sapiosexual. What is that? Ooh, you don't, ooh here's an untrue That and pansexual. Those two I don't know. So sapiosexual, as far as, I'm under, as, as I understand the phrase, is like somebody who's into someone who's intelligent. That, so, isn't, that, isn't that more of an attribute rather than a, uh, like that's part, that's, is, it, or is so they can, so you're, so they're saying you could be ugly as, as hell. I don't, it doesn't ma- make any difference. I'm looking for uh, the smartest person. Well, I there. guess, well, well, basically here, uh, and granted, that's I'm, what turns I'm me uh, on, the smartest uh, person well, well yeah pretty much i mean granted this is coming from urban dictionary but like uh the the top definition of sapiosexual is one who finds the contents of someone else's mind to be their most attractive attribute above and before their physical characteristics so you're right jared you could be hella ugly but if you're you're a smart guy or girl or or hmm. or trans person um and you got that that good brain People are going to be India, I guess. So, yeah, sapiosexual. And then pansexual is, you asked about pansexual. And oh, pansexual. I did. I guess I could have done exactly what you're doing right now. Right. Well, I think pansexual is basically you don't really care about the person's gender. So, so basically, uh, okay. basically, if you met somebody that was very um, gender ambiguous, I guess. I don't know if that's the correct term, so I apologize. Fluid? Um, well, gender f- gender fluid, I think, is oh, a little different. different. Okay, gender fluid is like you can go back and forth, I think. Like right. one day you could be a right, guy, one day you're a girl. I'm talking about if you saw somebody and you weren't sure if they were a man or a woman, and you were like, well, I don't care. I like them for whatever. Um, that would be kind of like a pansexual, I guess. Um, or <laughs> according to Urban Dictionary, um, right here, it says the ability to put your hand down somebody's pants and literally like whatever <laughs> okay. you find. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's basically, the yeah, you don't care about their right gender. There. What? That's the official definition. For sure. I mean, Ta-da-da. Urban Dictionary is always... <laughs> exactly. Urban Dictionary is always where I go to find my, my uh, legit definitions. <laughs> for sure. Well, Jared, what do we got coming up for our listeners now on the pod? Uh, well, we're talking. First of all, we're talking America. We're talking dialects, um, and we've got some untranslatables. You've got some, di- you got some, some region specific ones, I believe. Um, not quite. Mine are just more so, um, just kind of general okay. American gotcha. phrases, and I want you well, to translate. Them and for I, our I have a couple just good old-fashioned untranslatables to keep us on our polyglot toes right <laughs> yes nice nice uh well here do we want to start with some of the american ones then and you can end with uh the classic untranslatables sure all right so the first one let's see here because a lot of these are idioms let me uh okay here we go let me see it. Oh, darn it. One second here. Not well, I could have just started with one. I'll start with a Russian one. Okay. And it's V. Nogak Pravda Pravdi Niet. V. Nogak Pravdi Niet. Niet means no. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Baboshka means grandma, I believe. Okay. Privet is uh, hello, I also believe. I think so, yeah. That's all I know. Okay, nice. What does oh, that and phrase da. mean? Is yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there's no truth in standing on your feet. 
There's no truth in standing on your feet. <clears throat> hmm. Can you give me a world-class example, Jared? I think I can, yeah. So um, I, I, uh, I come visit you in, uh, in, che- in the Czech Republic, mm-hmm. and I, I walk into your apartment for the first time, and I'm standing there uh, uh, having a conversation with you, just talking. And you say, oh, come on. You pull out a chair. You say, uh, there's no truth in standing on your feet. So it's like take a seat, like make yourself at home. Yes. Yes. All right. It's essentially a um, like a, a gesture of hospitality. So you're saying um, sit down and, you know, relax, make yourself at home, uh, which, you know, there's no truth in standing on your feet, which I think means you don't really trust me. This is how I interpret it. Okay. You don't really trust uh, like you don't really trust me unless, uh, until you're sitting down and comfortable. OK, that makes sense. That's how I interpret it. That makes it, sense. OK. I'll we'll have to ask some, some – I have a couple of Ruski friends. I'll have to ask them. Um, all right, Jared. So translate this word for our audience out there. What does the word clutch mean? And I don't mean like the clutch on like a car. I mean right. more when it's used as a slang term kind of. Uh, oh, how do you explain it? So um, if, you, if, if something was either – I'd say something – clutch usually comes when something is perfectly timed. Mm-hmm. Or when you either perfectly timed or like, yeah, I think perfectly timed, it might be the best way to explain it. Yeah. Or it's I like you agree. came in clutch mm-hmm. or it's like, oh, oh, that was perfect. Oh, that's right when I needed that coming in clutch. Exactly. I, yeah. I would agree. Exactly what you need at the time. Also, also, if you do something right before, like in a sporting event, like, you know, you, you score the buzzer beater basket, you know, right. that, that was a yes. clutch basket. Uh-huh. Yes, that's what they yeah, that's mm-hmm. what they call it. That's a good okay. point. I forgot about that. Now now here, this is this is I've never actually heard this, but this is coming from a website called The Daily Meal and these are 25 phrases Americans say that other people don't understand. So maybe you've heard this one before, Jared. What does for the birds mean? Have you ever heard this before? For the birds? Uh-huh. Uh well, I'll say this. The uh, I live in Philadelphia, and the Eagles just won the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. And there was a picture of of you know the celebrations, and there was uh, a guy eating legitimate horse poop off the street. Mm-hmm. And I could imagine him screaming for the birds. <laughs> okay, but I don't think that has any relation. But that's just the first thing that came to my mind. Okay, interesting. I don't know. I've never heard that before. Okay, me me either. But according to the website for the birds. It refers to birds who would peck at horse droppings, like you said. Oh, really? For some <laughs> seeds. Yeah. It means wow. whatever you're talking about is useless nonsense. Okay. How about wow. going? Okay. How about going postal? You know, I do know where that comes from, and I'll tell you a fun fact about that okay. that I wonder if you knew. Okay. So going postal means going crazy, uh-huh. or um, going uh, going insane, mm-hmm. and. Um, do you know where that phrase comes from? I mean, I, I do because I have the website with it in front of me. But go ahead and tell but, me anyways. But Jared. well, it comes from a uh, post offices that were um, shot up, and there and, and like in the eighties and nineties, I believe it was there was a like mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of post offices getting shot up. Do you know one of the um, more famous hospital uh, or hospitals post offices that got shot up? Uh uh-uh. uh, was it in Philly? No, it was in Royal Oak, Michigan. 
What? No way. Really? I okay. lived right. I lived literally 30 seconds, uh, a minute down the street from this place. I mean, it happened in 91 wow. and I lived there three, four years ago. But, uh, it's not, but yeah, one of the, um, and it actually, there were two shootings at, uh, in Michigan. I think there was also one in, um, Deer. Yeah. There's one in Dearborn as well. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Michigan had two of them and I happen to live right around the corner from Royal Oak is a, uh, is a city for the people, listeners is a city, uh, and the suburbs of Detroit uh, that uh, is popular for uh, us Michigan people. Right. And uh, that's one of the places that, uh, and apparently, uh, let's see, oh, five people were killed uh, in that uh, in that uh, post office. Oh, wow. And so now people use it uh, as just a general blowing up, going crazy. Right. But it does come from a, uh, there being a string of post office shootings from 86 Apparently, to Oh, there's one in 2017 as well. Would you look at that? Oh, bummer. I'm not surprised, though. Oh, there are two in 2017. I take that back. Damn. All right, Jared. Mm. Well, I got, I got another one for you um, before we go down the rabbit hole of, of mass shootings, shootings. In, in America. Yeah, that, that, I could, uh, that could go on forever. I could right. just keep... Oh, there's no... Oh, oh. Exactly. <laughs> so, Jared, what does the term podunk mean? Uh, I don't dunk town. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the actual meaning of that is, but it does mean like a kind of uh, middle nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see. What's what's the what's the which which word is the what, one that you're allowed to use? Hillbilly redneck. Probably hillbilly. I would like imagine. I think podunk, even though it's middle, it's not just middle of nowhere, but I think it also has like a slight does it or does it like have a slight like trashy kind of i wouldn't necessarily say trashy or is uh, it just middle nowhere i think it's well i think it could be middle of nowhere a small town middle of nowhere town okay kind of a boring town right um, yeah but it doesn't or, have to be trashy just exactly, middle nowhere exactly yeah gotcha. i think it, yeah exactly all right jared this one this one you might know the history of um but i'm sure our listeners don't um what does riding shotgun mean um i believe i do know the history of it Shotgun is a uh, classic. I mean, do people in other countries understand shotgun? Probably not. Do you think people in Czech Republic, if you yelled shotgun? I think it translates a little bit. I feel like I remember people when I lived in Germany saying it. Really? But maybe but, just but because went I went to, to international, international school. Right. Yeah, I was going to say. And so there are a lot of Americans around. Right, right. I, um, <clears throat> I Well, I've been with Germans before, and one of my American friends went shotgun, and they were like, what, where? Oh, yeah. No, actually, I remember um, I had a friend that had a um, Swedish uh, exchange student to live with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he thought shotgun was the coolest. Like, that was when he, he had first heard of it. And he did it with them. Like, did it. But uh, right. but uh, he had never heard of it before. So, yeah. Um, shotgun is when you call um, when you call the passenger seat. And um, and so, like, if, passenger yeah. seat of a oh, car. Oh, right, 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 right. So when you're like walking outside with a group of people, the first person who yells shotgun gets to sit in the past. It said in the front seat. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe it comes from um, moonshining. Am I wrong? And, and, the, and, the, and there was someone in the or, or robbing or or like robbing banks. One of those two. I feel like it comes from some crime. I, th- I think it goes further. Well, I don't know. How, I don't know the history of moonshining. But I think it might even go further back than that. I mean, if you think of kind of the old Wild West, it is definitely associated with like robbing. 
and stuff because they, they had a lot of highway robbers. So this was back when they but had Were they like, using cars back then? No, they were using carriages. Oh, oh okay. They were using okay. carriages. So oh, if you, if you, right, if you right, picture right. it in your head, and you have a carriage with a horse, somebody has to steer the carriage. So you need somebody to sit next to the driver with a shotgun right. to protect them. So that's where the term comes from. So it's still from some illegal shit. It was just e- even farther well, back. Well, I don't. Or think is the that people... just how they lived back then? Is that well, just how I, it was? exactly? Exactly. <laughs> that's just I, how you I, went to the grocery store. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. I mean, I feel like back then, honey, I'm going to go get some bread. I'll be back in a week. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I think the thing is with with the whole term shotgun is is not necessarily that you're doing something illegal, but to, just to protect you and the people in the carriage. Um, right. From anybody trying to come, like, steal all your stuff, basically. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> can, I give you an, can I give you one? Can I just slide a yeah, Turkish slide one, one in, in there, there real quick? Sure. Uh, on Yazisi. Which means? It's written on your forehead. So that's like something's really clear? Uh, kind of. I mean, you're on the right track. But it's a little bit more than that. A little bit Is more. Is it like that. something that's right in front of your face? No, no a little deeper no. than that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Let's Pre- something that's predetermined. Written. Uh, the oh, English form of that. Okay. The English form of that would be think uh, it's written in the stars. Ah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So yeah, you were on the right track, but you had okay. to go a little deeper. Right. So Jared, can you tell our audience out there, our listeners out there, what plead the fifth means? Plead the fifth means um, plead the fifth. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> plead the fifth means that's honestly probably where I figured out what plead the fifth means before I learned about it in the actual like, show. Yeah, uh-huh. before I actually figured it out in school or on my own. Plead the fifth means um, people say it now casually, but it comes from the uh, like the the Bill of Rights, mm-hmm. and the Fifth Amendment is the right to remain silent. Mm-hmm. And um, and so when you're arrested, uh, before you have any uh, representation, you have the right not to say anything. Mm-hmm. And so now people, if it's like, hey, uh, where were you last night? I plead, plead the, the fifth. fifth. <laughs> I have right. the right to remain silent until exactly. I have an attorney around. So <clears throat> what about um, more bang for your buck? Yeah, it's so funny that you like to me, these are just obvious. I was like, why you like right. these are this is I, I keep forgetting that. Maybe it's not obvious, but um, more I bang. Mean, we for have your... we have listeners from Germany, from um, right. China, um, well the UK. They probably know a lot of these if they're from the UK. Maybe not though. I don't know. But anyways, more bang for your buck. What does that mean, Jared? Um. So I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to switch it up. Uh, people often say that. Um, don't get the uh, don't get the German car. Yeah, they're nice, but um, if you get the Japanese car, you'll get more bang for your buck because uh, they're cheaper and they'll last you way longer, and uh, they're way more reliable. Exactly. So bang for your buck essentially means what's the best use of your money? Because buck is a slang for for dollar bucks. Mm-hmm. Twelve bucks. <laughs> exactly. Basically, yeah, you're getting a good deal. Why is buck slang for dollar? Where did oh, that man. come from? Oh man, I don't know. Let's uh, buck because buck is see. a deer. Uh, deer. Maybe, isn't it? maybe, maybe that's why people used to tr- when people would barter. Maybe. 
Maybe that's okay. where it comes from. I don't know. I mean, okay, oh, I guess. Oh, shit. Here we go. Hint, it has say. to do with deer. The exact origin of the term is 100% clear, but strong evidence suggests that people started calling dollars bucks in the 1700s, likely thanks to deer. Specifically, here you go, Jared, with the trading of deer skins. Quirky. See? That, that, that was, a, that was that, a quirky little fact there. That is quirky. It is. We're, we're learning stuff tonight too, Jared. I like it. Um, <laughs> all right. So this is one that I've never heard before, but maybe you have. So I'll ask you, what does Monday morning quarterback mean? Do you know what oh, that means? Uh, yeah. Have you heard that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. That's a popular one. Monday morning quarterback. I mean, it does. it's not really applicable anymore because they now have Monday night football. Mm-hmm. But Monday morning quarterback goes back to probably, I would assume, before they had uh, Monday Night Football, when it used to only be Sunday uh, on Sundays. Right. Sunday nights, too, usually. Yeah, Sunday Night Football. So it's essentially hindsight is twenty twenty. So it's saying that, you know, the game's over now. So there's no, like, you can't quarter, you know, you can't re-quarterback the game on, mon- on Monday. The game's already happened. Right. So that's why it's a hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would say so. That seems about right. Okay. What about you, here's a here's a good one or, or what what were you no no say? I'm sorry I had nothing go ahead uh, what about cattywampus I like that word that's just a fun word it's a great word isn't it does it ha- I don't know what the meaning is is there any meaning to it yeah yeah absolutely. oh okay because Caddy, cattywampus means if something's a little crooked or just a little out of whack well, I, well yeah no I knew I, I meant sorry I don't know what the like the uh, etymology of it is is oh, what there. I meant let's well, uh man Jared you're like you're making I, I, my Google I like it, results it, is, go are crazy. They, <laughs> Are they actually talking about some sort of caddy that's wampus? Like my shower caddy's overflowing with toilet with the toiletries and hair products. Uh, it's caddy. My caddy is wampus. Hmm, I'm trying but to I, look right now. I do like that word. People always enjoy when you when you say it. Oh, for sure. I was my, helping- my room is caddy wampus right now. I I, I can't. Uh, right. I was I was actually I was helping my girlfriend move into apartment a couple months ago. And uh, her bed frame was a little cattywampus, and, and her dad was helping us move. And he was like, yeah, that's a little cattywampus. You might want to. <laughs> I was just like, yes, like it's such a great word. So here, uh. apparently, cattywampus, it may derive from the Scots word wampish, meaning wriggle, twist, or swerve. Okay. But I don't know All where right. the caddy comes from. I couldn't tell you. Well, maybe a caddy. I mean, a caddy is, a, is, some, is something that you hold something with. Right. Oh, so true. maybe your Good your point. caddy is a little out of whack. Right. Out of whack. Excuse me. Right. <laughs> Can I slide another one in there? For sure. Go for it. This one's Arabic. I'm not sure where the um like what country claims it more than than the other one, but mm-hmm. uh, it's Arabic nonetheless. Niul tur yulo elbu. Elbu is probably what it be. Neul tur yolo elebu. Okay. And the literal translation for that, uh, Arabic would be a fun language to learn. My computer just went to sleep as I was about to read that. All right, here of it course is. It's <laughs> the um, literal translation is um, when you talk to someone who can't understand. Oh, oops, excuse me. I was telling you the meaning. <laughs> <laughs> what do the words uh, mean individually? We say it's a bull. The they say milk it. Huh. I, I we don't know. say it's a bull. They say milk it. Think about it. When, when people aren't agreeing on something or they don't see eye to eye. 
Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna give you that. It's essentially when you talk to someone who can't understand you or can't see your logic. But I'd say we, I'd say yeah, you are yours also fits. Okay, nice. It's like I'm telling you it's a bull, and you're telling me to milk it. Like we can't have a conversation. These right. we're talking about two different things here. It's like no, no, I'm telling you to jerk it off. Oh, for sure, for sure, <laughs> for, for, for sure. You just, uh, I'm, why don't you understand me? This is clear. All right, Jared. So now I got some words for you that are slang terms from different states. So I did have some regional ones. I forgot about these. I'm not going to do every state because we would literally be here all night. Um, but I want to, but I want to give you some this is that I be think the first five, uh, five hour podcast. Exactly. I've actually listened to a five and a half hour podcast before. Oh, wow. Dang. All right, Jared. So this is from Florida. What do you think a sun shower means? Is that then the devil's beating his wife? Well, well, first of all, yes, and you got to explain to our audience what that means. As they say in uh, Hungary and in the South, uh, the devil's beating his wife, which means it's raining and the sun's out. Mm-hmm. Is that what a sun shower is? Yep. Yes, okay. sir. Mm-hmm. All right, you know this one because they say this. This says it's from Georgia, but I believe they also say this in Louisiana. Mom and them. Mom and them is just uh, mama and them. Mm-hmm. That's uh, and them is and them. It's like the whole family. Right? Yeah, it says everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do they say that specifically means the whole family? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Whenever I hear right. that, it just it just it means general like it like there's not there's not really anyone that it means in specific. You know what I mean? Right. As the, unless I, I guess. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, that makes sense. I have some uncles that have a lot of, like, um, kids. And sometimes, yeah, no, no, that's fair. Yeah, you're right. All right, I'll, yeah. Okay. I had to think about that one. I guess okay. I, I've never heard it explained to me. I just always heard it, and, and I don't really think about it. But, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, you've heard it in the I had to talk context, it out. Excuse right? me. Ex- Sorry exactly. about you're that. Good. <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're good. All right, so this is, like, a big, big Midwestern thing. It says Indiana, but we also say this in Michigan. Can you translate this uh, this great phrase, this great Midwestern phrase for all of our listeners out there? The phrase is "ope." Ope. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that like "oops"? Yeah, basically. Like, Excuse me. Like, yeah. Yep. I think that is the, that I, a is what? that a thing that we do? Oh, for sure, dude. If you if you I didn't know that was. A <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I do that all the time. Right. I didn't know that was a Midwest uh, thing. Apparently, that we it's did. a Midwestern thing. I did a little research, and uh, I gotta like, cut that out. Even on this website, it says this <laughs> no, phrase kidding. is a charming exclamation and is a guaranteed sign someone grew up in the Midwest. Really? So there you go. Yeah, and it's funny because there are memes online that will say, "Ope, I'm just I'm just gonna sneak right past you." Uh, yeah, of course. If I had a dollar for every time somebody said that to me in Michigan, like. I could buy I a not, nice house here in the Czech Republic. I did not know that was a uh, uh, Michigan Indiana thing, right? And right, now, now that you hear it, it makes sense though, because it is mm-hmm. just like a like it's it's just like a friendly excuse me almost. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Hope. 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 Let me sneak right by you. <laughs> right. Oh, All right, right Jared. What what does <laughs> this is from Kentucky? And what does a Kentucky uh. waterfall mean? <laughs> It's well, not a like sexual act, unfortunately. <laughs> I knew you like were what going. You get there. A, like the champagne room of a, of a very trashy strip club. 
Not quite. Uh, it's a little more innocent than that. She I, gave I, me a Kentucky waterfall. I, I would say Woo! you could. I would say you could say this in front of children. So you're. So it's not as, nearly as dirty as you think. I don't know what a Kentucky waterfall is. Kentucky is it, waterfall. Is that a, do they say that in Kentucky? I mean, that's what this website says. Okay. Um, it says it's. Uh, so know this and the website. Right. Sorry, uh, that well, was an accident. It, it is quirky. <laughs> I need um, to I need to figure out my desk better because I, I always I put my hand down gently and I realize oh I'm putting my hand down straight onto the you my usually have board. a weird like the timing isn't too bad usually though when you actually no it hit did them. fit it did fit but, but that uh, was an accident as well it's just so, me yeah, not paying so, attention to where I put my hands so a Kentucky waterfall is uh, it's actually a mullet <laughs> that's funny apparently yeah isn't it? <laughs> that is kind of quirky it is isn't it. All right, so you know some people from Massachusetts, Jared. What does wicked mean? Wicked. It's it's just like a. The uh, game was wicked. Right. Sweet. What's the? It's like a. It's just like a. Exaggerate. Not exaggeration, but like a. Ex- intensifier. Intensifier is that what yeah. it, is that what you'd call it? I'd call. Yeah. I was gonna say like an exclamation or something. Be more. But it was just like very or yeah. like super or like awesome yeah. or like a. Mm-hmm. Wicked smart. Exactly. Wicked funny. Or, or just wicked. Right. Which I, which I think probably has some English uh, etymology from it, because I believe in England they do say wicked. They, yeah, I, don't, I think so, too. Uh, I bet you that might uh, be where that comes from. Probably, yeah. <clears throat> Damn British. Let me see if I can find any other good ones. Oh, so, Jared, if you go to Mississippi, what is a buggy? Uh, a grocery cart? Shopping yeah, cart. shopping cart. Good job. They call it a buggy. Uh huh. They call. I it think a I buggy. used to call it that when really? I was a kid. Yeah, maybe that's where it came from. Who knows? All right, Jared, I mean, not from Mississippi. This but. is this one. I'm gonna get you for sure with. If you go to Nevada, what does it mean? Um, what does toke mean? I, I assume not to smoke weed. It does not mean to smoke weed. Because that is toke is that's what it, toke is a, uh, a also a popular vernacular for. Smoking weed. Oh, for sure. But in Nevada, it has a different meaning. All right. Well, hey, for people going to Nevada, keep that in mind. Don't don't make that mistake. Right. Right. What is a, <laughs> a token? What does is it mean? When you tip a casino dealer. Oh, just and a, a pe- token. Yeah, exactly. And it's short for a token of appreciation. Oh. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, token of appreciation. Yeah, I went straight so to casinos. Token. Well, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it is. Oh, I guess is that where token of appreciation comes from too? Well, I don't think that's where that comes from, no. But oh, I think okay. that's where the word token comes from. Um, right, sure. right. But I was thinking token, just like casinos, where it's like I'm just going to give them a token. Right. Oh, for sure. As, as a tip to the table. All right, to the, Jared. To the... I'm going to give you one last one, and then I think okay. we should move into your southern quiz for me. Yes. Um, this yes. is from Tennessee, and this is fixing. Uh, that's not just from Tennessee. Well, no, it's the South in general, I think. But right? uh, fixin' means like I'm planning to or getting ready to or about to or um, in the process of. Like you're fixin' to give me a Southern quiz, aren't you? I'm fixin' to give you a Southern quiz, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, man, I wish I would have thought to have some sort of uh, theme music for this quiz. I can't believe I didn't do that. Oh, you sure had um, some like old-timey like country yeah. music, bluegrass or something, but yeah, it's all good. Uh Anyway, I'm so I'm I, I'm so mad at myself right now and there's like nothing I can do about it. 
<laughs> too late now, unfortunately. I could have even taken a portion of our song. Well, anyway. Um, yeah, so Southerners are known in, in, uh, in America for their, uh, for their sayings. They have all the best sayings, and, and they, um, their sayings sometimes, often, I mean, they're often just untranslatables. They often don't really make any sense, but they make perfect sense to whoever is saying them. I mean, there's sayings like that all over, but I th- all over the U.S., all over the world, obviously. We, right, our, sure. Our entire podcast is about that. Mm-hmm. But um, the Southerners are, are known for some good ones. So I'm going to give Chad a quiz, and I'm going to um, see if he knows whether it's uh, real or fake. I've, I've thought of some myself, and then I found some real ones. Sweet. I'm excited. Ready to learn some Southern English. She was madder than a wet hen. Wet hen or wet hand? Wet hen. She was wet madder hen. than a wet hen. Ooh. I mean, that one could be real. I'm going to go with real. Am I right? Parada. Oh, yes. All right. Sweet. Yes. And that one means, um, uh, have she you ever seen a wet off. hen? If so, yeah, you know that uh, they, that being madder than a wet hen is very mad indeed. Okay, nice. <clears throat> Pocketbook full of crawdads. Pocketbook full of crawdads. I mean, once again, I feel like they would totally say this probably down south. So I'm going to go with my gut and say it's real? No. Oh, and I got, <laughs> got that gun loaded. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I'll tell you how you can know that that would be fake. Mm-hmm. In Louisiana, they do not say crawdads. They say crawfish. Crawdads is a Michigan thing. Oh, wow. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Okay. Yeah, so they would not say crawdads. Slipping on gator piss. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you just say that one more time? <laughs> uh, slipping on gator piss. I'm going to say that one's fake. Yeah, that's fake. Parada. Uh, that was just fun to write, though, and fun to say. <laughs> right. I hope that one becomes real. What would that even mean, Jared? If like if, if that were a real one, what would that even mean? I know what it means. You're like uh, you're like uh, you're really testing your limits here. It's like easy, boy. You're slipping on gator piss. That's like it's like it means you you know there's a gator around somewhere, so right. you better tread lightly. Right. For sure. Easy, boy. You're slipping on gator piss. Are you writing that down? I am. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think that's exactly what that would mean. Right. That's a good one. And this is how untranslatables are uh, formed. Oh, for sure. By moments exactly like this. All right, well, let me give you another one. You've been slipping on gator piss. <laughs> Easy, boy. You're slipping on gator piss. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, that needs to be a... I need to... Uh, uh, that's I need to that write too the, funny. That, that's a drop right there. Right. <laughs> 55-ish. All right. Um, no bigger than a minnow in a fishing pond. No bigger than... I can't do that in a... No bigger than a minnow in a fishing pond. That's not that bad. That's pretty good. I was trying to, trying to pull from a water boy. <laughs> they have a lot of funny southern accents in that movie. <clears throat> I'm going to go with that one's fake. Ooh. Oh, damn. When you arrive on the banks of the fishing pond on a Saturday morning, you're hoping for a good catch. 
Enough big fish and uh, bream to fry up for the family on Saturday night. Uh, if you find only minnows, though, they look even smaller compared to the heavy catch you hope for. No bigger than a minnow in a fishing pond is as tiny as can be. Okay, that makes sense. We're living in high cotton. Fake. Oh, man. Damn, I need to. Uh, you're, you're, I, this I'm gun dead. is just overflowing with bullets. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're flowing in high cotton is real. Um, cotton has long been a key crop uh, to the South's economy. If you didn't know this, then um, I did know shame that. on you. Not you specifically. I just meant you, the royal you. Mm-hmm. Uh, then shame on you. Um, so every harvest, family praise. So it's essentially saying high cotton means we've got a lot of cotton this year. Right. Which means uh, things are going well. And so that means, uh, you know, we're, live, we're live, sitting pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he could eat corn through a picket fence. <laughs> he could eat corn through a picket fence? Fake? Chad, 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 oh, Chad. <laughs> oh, man. This describes someone who is an unfortunate set of buck teeth. <laughs> Oh, wow, that is hilarious. <laughs> they oh. tend to stick, stick up and out like a horse's teeth. Okay. He can corn through Eddie a picket fence. On <laughs> um, shaking like a possum in the bayou. That's real, right? Oh. That's a damn. Jared original. Shaking like a possum in the bayou. One thing I've noticed, um, well, we'll keep going. Uh, no, what did you notice? I'm, I'm curious to hear. No, I'll, I'll say it in a second. Okay. Acting like a muskrat on moonshine. Uh, Acting s- like a muskrat on moonshine. I'm going to say false. Oh. Oh, wait. No, you're right. Pa-da. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, 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 these, my, it's so good that I'm fooling myself. <laughs> no, I made that one up. You should actually. just write a book uh, <laughs> of fake Southern sayings. Yeah, I know. Acting like a muskrat on moonshine is fake. Uh, that was a Jared original as well. Uh, what I was going to say before is one thing I noticed is that both of my, um, my two fake ones, I, well, I had four fake ones in there. I had the crawdad one as well, but the, the there is, uh, Slipping on gator piss, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is great. Right. Oh, that one's perfect. <laughs> and then there was also shaking like a possum in the bayou. And I'd almost say that those things are similar. Oh, I would say so. I mean, they're both fake, but I feel like they're both alluding to similar things. Shaking like a possum of the bayou is like a, like a possum shouldn't be in the bayou. Right. And it's going to get eaten by uh, gator. An, a gator. That possum slipping and on gator a- piss. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and that concludes the Southern Phrase Quiz. Very nice. Uh, you were ex- terrible at it. You uh, are not prepared for the South. Well, Jared. And uh, you know what? I, I, I'm, I, the main reason I'm happy that you're terrible at it is because that means I wrote some some convincing uh, fakes. They were really convincing. Good job. <laughs> Slipping on gator pins. That is just hilarious. <laughs> I guess it's too uh-huh. good. All right, Jared. Well, I got. Um, well, first of all, I want to ask you, how many dialects do you think there are of American English? Um, hmm. I'm gonna say that there's probably a 
upper east coast full east coast there's probably a um boston uh all right that's good if i do it by hand just, i'm gonna just, say just give me a number right, right. give me a flat number 25 damn uh, according to oh shoot what's the guy's name um one second um according to who that uh, exactly according to robert Giovanni from long island university um okay. there are 24 different english dialects in the oh, united all states right. there you go so you have upper midwestern oh. although chicago's a little different you have uh rocky mountain dialect what's that like what what do they how do they talk there um let me look and see i could i could also not, actually tell I'm you not, that i'm not sure um then i think i have, have the answer to that question actually right then you have a sub hold up let me let me zoom in my old eyes aren't there we go okay so upper midwestern rocky mountain pacific northwest pacific southwest although like california has a lot of its kind of own specific dialect then you have um southwestern Gulf of, or sorry, Gulf Southern. Ooh, Louisiana is its own I was own just about dialect. to say that. I just, uh -huh. I, I have that map too. I wasn't oh, nice. looking at that one, I guess, by the way, but I do North have that Midland. map. Midland. And it is interesting that, that Louisiana gets its own little uh, thing right. there. Right. And then you have Southern Appalachian. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I would be willing to argue, I think this is definitely like an okay way to classify them. But I would even be willing to argue that a lot of these dialects within the little like spaces in the map, there are different like smaller sub dialects. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, for sure. But you couldn't. He he couldn't. No, that'd be put the whole every goddamn uh, neighborhood's term for right. Uh, every guy. <laughs> right. This is uh, how they say syrup in East Tremont Springs, uh, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. uh, that was just a made up city that I. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um. What 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 are some what are some do you have uh. Accents that you, for example, mm -hmm. let me just start by saying this: the J South Philadelphia, I mean, excuse me, South Jersey, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. has a very specific accent. I don't like it. Okay, why is that? Uh, I don't know. I don't like it. Just but you don't I like just the don't. sound of it, or yeah, I, yeah. I used to like the Boston accent. I don't really like that one anymore either. It's getting old. I'm sick of it. I, I've heard from a couple. What's the correct term? Bostonians. But uh, yeah. Beanheads. Uh, <laughs> I've heard from I've heard from a lot of them though that like the Boston accent you hear and on like television or, or radio or wherever is super exaggerated. Oh, for sure, of course. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, I, I've been there. I've been there a couple times. Right. And that's not like everyone's just walking around. I think uh, the I think the New cows. I think also the New York accent is kind of interesting. New York. I can't really do yeah. it, but you know what I mean. Sometimes I get New York and Boston confused. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Okay. I feel like they're a lot different though for sure. But uh, if I just hear someone, yeah, they are different, but if I just hear someone I'll be like, "Where I like I'll think Boston or New York and be like, "Oh no, it's the other one." Wow. Right. That was uh I mean embarrassing to who, but you know. Right. You do know why the Louisiana is by itself, though, right? Because of the French influence? French and because of the Creole. Mm -hmm. So um, I have some maps here, and I, I want to go through some, some southern phrases and where they say it. Okay. Go for it. That'd be great. So um, uh, this, most of the U.S. says you guys, mm -hmm. but there is a very clear line. 
almost it, it, you could almost call it the Mason Dixon line. Okay. okay. That separates it, and then uh, they say something completely different. Can we post these out on our Twitter page? Sure. I think this would be interesting for our audience, for our listeners to actually be able to see these maps that we're talking about. Sure. But yeah. Okay. So so where so is the line between you all and y'all, or what is it? You guys and y'all, yes. Oh, okay. And it's a clear split between Southern and uh, there's some like you in there where they just say you, but that's mm-hmm. tiny. Okay. Um, another what big. You, what do you say? Do you say you guys or do you say y'all? I say you guys. I actually say y'all. I'm kind of weird. Okay. Okay. My sister says y'all. Most of my, I guess most of my family does. But um, here's another contentious one in in the streets. Mm-hmm. Carbonated beverage. Oh, I will fight you over this, Jared. <laughs> I'll fight you. I uh, call it a carbonated uh, sugar beverage. Right. I call it. What pop. do you call it? Pop. Okay. People in don't people in like Texas or down south they they say I want a Coke and then they ask you what kind. Uh yes. So especially yeah. So that happens uh, in a, in um, according to this map it's a good bit. I'd say most of Texas. Some of Texas apparently they say soda too. Okay. Uh, but a good most of Texas they're saying Coke, and then also all of Louisiana, all of Georgia, and I believe a lot of that starts from Georgia because uh, Coca Cola is headquartered and started in Atlanta. So okay. I think a lot of that Coke starts there just because, like, for example, in Atlanta, you know, there's essentially only Coke. You're not really mm-hmm. drinking Pepsi in Atlanta, I believe. Right. So I think a lot of it starts from there. that's where the headquarters are, right? Yeah. And then they also, there's um, soda. Did we say soda? We did not. Isn't that what okay. you say? I do say soda. I don't know. Now, now yeah, you, people do shame me in Michigan. But, yeah, pop is, is very Midwestern. But apparently, according to this map, they say pop all the way over to uh, Washington. I don't know uh, if I well, believe that. Washington State. So okay. so it goes from Michigan to Wisconsin and all those upper states, you know, the Dakotas and Wyoming, parts okay. of Colorado apparently, mm-hmm. all of Wyoming, all of uh, up to a good bit of Idaho, and a good and most of Washington is saying pop apparently, okay. which I did not know. I didn't either. Interesting. All right, I got a question for you, Jared. Okay. So, do you say caramel or caramel? I say caramel. Is there is that a is that a uh, regional thing or is that it's just a regional a, thing? So, okay, it looks like more so in the north and Midwest and even west. Um, and I'll send you a link to this map as well. Um, we say caramel with two syllables. However, once you get more into Kentucky and further south, um, it's caramel with three syllables. Um, so that's kind of interesting. How do you say, how do you pronounce the word B-E-E-N? Ben. Ben? Okay. I've been, go- I've been doing my homework, Mom, I promise. Right. Okay. Yeah, I guess I would say, I. yeah, Ben. He's been doing stuff lately. What would you say? <laughs> no, I'd say Ben as well. But apparently okay. some, some places they'll say bean. bean. Yeah. And so... Uh, um, Weirdos. Right. Ben is more common in Michigan, Wisconsin. But then once you get into Ohio, Indiana, um, and other states down south, it's more like the I and sit. What are those things that you drink water, uh, that you drink water out of that are... 
uh, notorious for being covered in germs. I say water fountain, but don't some people say bubbler? There's a tiny amount of people that say bubbler in a good bit of Wisconsin. Okay. And then there's like a tiny bit. I don't even know what state that is. New Hampshire? Okay. I don't know. Huh. But then uh, they're all, they're, it's, it's between water and drinking fountain. Hmm. Drinking fountain is West Coast and okay. Michigan. Water fountain is south and, and east. Okay. So, Jared, and, and how, do some you, Midwest. how do you say that thing you, you color with? It's not a pen. It's not a pencil. Crayon. You say crayon? Uh, cray- crayon. Crayon. Shit. <laughs> Which one do you say? Crayon? Crayon? Uh, crayon. Crayons. Crayons. I think I say crayons. Do you, I've though? said it too many times. I've said it too many say, times. Say it in a sentence. Um, when I was a I kid, I, I used to use crayons when I would draw. When I was a kid, I used to use crayons when I draw. When I said when I draw. <laughs> okay. I, I say crayon. Like, like I guess I say... You say crayons? Yeah. Crayons. I think I say okay. crayons. Maybe that's the... Because uh, I'm black, you know. I can imagine someone being named Crayon. Could be. <laughs> Could My be. cousin Crayon. Use crayons. Okay. Because here it says... In Michigan, they tend to say... Um, crayon and then in the west it's more crayon and then is, some people say crayon i say crayon i'm lazy is um the white stuff that you spread on that your people european people put on french fries two or three syllables i say mayonnaise mayonnaise was that so two you, that was okay that was half mayonnaise. Right, okay mayonnaise i don't say yeah, mayonnaise i say mayonnaise. yeah it's, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know what the answer is. But um, right. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't know what the answer is. But so, I do so, know that. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Uh, it looks like a good bit of the uh, like the Wyoming mm-hmm. and those kind of no one cares about states. No offense to people, <laughs> our listeners in Wyoming and North Dakota and South Dakota and a good bit of Colorado and a good bit of uh, like the Westy kind of area says it um, with three syllables. Okay. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. It's too much May- work. Mayonnaise, and it sounds grosser when you say it, it that way for some reason. For sure. You want some mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> right? All right, Jared. Or mayonnaise. What do, you, what do you call the person that you that helps you win a um, like a lawsuit in court? A lawyer? A what? A lawyer. Okay. So you say it the Michigan way. Some So yes. in the north, they say lawyer, <laughs> like with an O, lawyer. Lawyer in the South, apparently it's more lo- lawyer. Lawyer, I guess, like more liar. Uh huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. A liar. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yep. There's yeah. Mayonnaise. Huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. Mayonnaise. <laughs> All right, Jared. How do you how do you call the things you wear the comfortable clothes you wear before you go to bed? Uh, I was just about to ask you that. Okay. Uh, I say pajamas. Okay, I say pajamas too, but some people and we're say pajamas. clearly yes, and it's a pretty cl- it's a surprising not a surprising split, it's but it's a very clear, defined yeah. split. Oh, I would agree. It's apparently in the south they're saying pajamas, right? Which I guess makes sense. They they tend to draw out their a's and ah, so mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense when you think about it. But I, I guess I never also in Maine as well because apparently in Maine people talk with southern accents. Did you know that? Really, I did not know that. 
Yeah, and in like some parts of Indiana, but that's not a surprising. Right. But apparently in Maine, there are people that because I remember an SNL sketch mm-hmm. where they were like in a court in Maine. It was Jason Sudeikis was the lawyer, and he had like this ridiculous Southern accent. And I was like, what's with this Southern accent? Uh-huh. And apparently, there's parts of Maine where they have this Southern accent, and it's ridiculous. Right. Okay, makes sense. So, so, I don't know. so, so Jared, what do you call like kind of sporty shoes you wear on your feet? Yes, that's another uh, hot. That's another hot button issue right there. Mm-hmm. I say tennis shoes. Okay. And is that what we say in the Midwest? Yep. Really, it's most of America's is tennis shoes, except for like northeast, they'll say sneakers. Right. Um, for me, like I say, I've I feel noticed, like sneakers has grown more than that. Though. Right. Well, see, I say sneakers more in Europe because that's actually the word they usually use in Europe. Is they'll say sneakers. So if I say tennis shoes, I, I feel like I'm going to confuse them, and they think I'm like. But don't they say tennis shoes in like Germany? Isn't that like the word for it? Yeah, yeah. But I think nowadays people use the term sneaker. Once again, it's English. It's cool. Right. It's fresh. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Um, let's see. Are there any other good ones? Um, let's see here. I'm trying to see if there's any other good ones. What do you call? Um, I don't even know how to explain it. Those little bugs that uh, you find in the woods. Fireflies. And no, right? no, not no. those. But that is another another one. Little bugs that you find in the woods. They kind of look like beetles, and they roll along the ground. Roly polies, my man. Roly polies. Roly polies. Roly polioles. That's what. Yes, that is the. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, however, there are other terms for it, such as, um, uh, pill bug, which they say apparently in parts of uh, Ohio and Indiana and the tip of is that Kentucky right there? Get out of here, Ohio. Uh, potato bug. They say in pockets of Washington and uh and splatters of I believe that's. New Mexico? No, Utah. No, yeah, I believe that's Utah. <laughs> okay. What's the? You know the four corners in in where Utah, uh, New Mexico, Colorado. I think so. And what's the top left one? Wouldn't that be Utah? I believe it is. Okay, then it is Utah. Okay, I gotta work on my American geography skills a little more. Do you? Did you have to do that back in the day where they gave you like a blank? Uh, a blank map and you had to fill it out? Pr- probably. I don't know. This was probably years ago, like elementary school or something. It is but, Utah. Yeah. It is Utah. Nice. All right, Jared. So I want to figure out what kind of American English you and I both speak. So I'm going yes. to fill out this quiz yes. for you and I. And let's, let's see. We already know all of our listeners. Although, know unfortunately, how it turns yeah. out I can't do the quiz because Chad actually wants to say do one on what – English he actually speaks and what English he wishes he spoke. No, we're not. We're not. We're not doing that anymore. Because I got so salty after that last quiz. We're just gonna. We're just gonna do this this way. Okay. So, so Jared, uh, the, the level of a building that is underground is called the basement or the cellar. Um, excuse me. The level of a building that is underground. Oh, it's the basement. The basement. Okay. Hold up. Let me also fill mine. By in. the way, yeah. I have one more. Can I just give you one yeah, more? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. What do you call the uh, sandwiches that Jared, the pedophile, made the made famous? <laughs> oh, God. A sub, but some places they call them what a hoagie. Actually, the entire country calls it a sub, except for in Philadelphia they call it hoagies. Because, okay. and in New York they call them 
Do you know what they call them in New York? No, what do they call them? Heroes. Weird. Okay. Other than that, the entire country calls them uh, sub. I just found that interesting. Okay. I remember, though, Bill Cosby, speaking of t- terrible uh, monsters, right. I remember Bill Cosby and the Cosby Show, though, called it a hoagie, and they lived in New York. Weird. They got to get their get their shit right, I guess. A little late yeah. for that now, though. But uh, yeah. All right, Jerry. I've got a bone to pick with Cosby. <laughs> right. Well, I, think a lot, I think a lot of people do. Oh, goddamn. Oh, man. Okay, Jerry. What do you call the night before Halloween? Mischief night, devil's night, or nothing? I thought it was like All Hallows Eve or something like that. I mean, technically. But what do you want me to put for you? Mischief night, devil's night, or nothing? Devil's night. Devil's night. That's... We'll see. We might we might both be speaking the same kind of English because we also. Is that what you would say too? I would also say devil's. Night. I've never heard mischief night. Mischief night. That's a little. That's a little uh, fort. Like there's no subtlety in mischief night. Right. Okay, Jared. You bring your. I, I already know the answer for this one. I think you bring your groceries in a sack or a bag. A bag. Same Who's here. a sack? I I have no idea. I have no idea. All right. Uh, the act of covering a house or area with toilet paper is called TPing, rolling, or toilet papering. TPing. Oh, TPing all day long for sure. So far, we've the I like, same I, I like this. Yeah, I like I like that we're uh, as the Ooh, as this the is, this Hungarians is, say simpatico. Right. This is going to uh, this is going to split our score though, Jared. You call sweetened carbonated beverages soda pop or coke? Oh yeah. You uh, say soda. soda. Right, you traitor. <laughs> Soda. All right, I say pop. So finally, a different answer. All right, uh, you drink from a water fountain or a drinking fountain? Drinking fountain. Okay. I'd probably say I'm going to the water fountain. Water fountain, drinking fountain. I feel like I'd use it interchangeably. Yeah, me too. All right. Lieutenant, call the sweet spread on top of a cake frosting, icing, or both. Both. It depends on what it is. Right. Icing is hard. Frosting is softer. Right. I, I would agree. I'm going to put both as well. Those are two different things. I, yeah, I would agree, too. That's a bad question. Do you use the word cruller? C-R-U-L-L-E-R. Yes or no? I don't even know what that is. Me either. Me either, my I, man. I want to look up what that Cruller. is. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. Cruller. Oh, it's a donut. Oh, Okay. What do you? Oh, it's one of those donuts. It's it's the glazed donut that has that looks like it's a, but it, like it looks like a glazed donut when you see it, but it's also like woven. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So Jared, what I, do you I call like a so traffic situation in which several roads meet in a circle and you have to get off at a certain point? Do you call it a ro- a rotary, or something else like a traffic circle or roundabout? A roundabout. Yes, is what here. I would call it. Yeah, I would call it a roundabout traffic circle. Well. Is what they call it in like a. Do they call it that in England? Um, Traffic circle. Prob- sounds British. I don't know, though. What do you call an easy class? A blow-off, a gut, or a crip course? What? What do you <laughs> call an easy class? A blow-off, like a blow-off class. Oh, okay. A gut or a crip course? Like Blow-off. Yeah, I would say blow-off, too. I've never heard of a crip course. Me Are you dead? Right, right. This is so easy. A dead person could pass it. Right, maybe. If it's raining while the sun is shining, you call it. I'm, even, I'm gonna answer this for you. The devil is beating his wife. Is one of the answers. You want me to put that one for you? 
Uh, sure. It says I the mean, devil is more... beating his wife a sun shower, or you have no term for it. Would yeah, I, I yeah, I would I say I'd go with the devil's beating his wife. Okay, but that is clearly stolen from the I south. I mean, hundred percent sure. stolen from sure. the south. But that's the beauty of English, man. You can speak kind of bits and pieces. So, right. what do you call something that is diagonal from you? Kitty corner, catty corner, or diagonal? Hmm. See, I would say diagonal, but um, that's only because I don't want to say kitty corner. Okay. But I feel like that kitty corner is what I I I grew up hearing the most. Right. Same here. I would also say diagonal. I just don't want to. I just don't want to say kitty corner. Right. <laughs> so, what's the four wheeled contraption? Uh, you push around your groceries in a carriage, a buggy, or a shopping or grocery cart. Uh, uh, grocery cart, shopping cart. Okay, one of those two. You work carriage. out. She's calling it a carriage. I don't. I don't know. You tell me. Uh, you work out in sneakers or tennis shoes. Tennis shoes. Tennis shoes. Okay, I would also say tennis shoes. I thought you said you just said you say sneakers. I said I use it more in Europe because people oh, here oh, say sneakers. Okay. Y'all okay. just rolls off your tongue or is something is not something you say. It does kind of roll off my tongue, but it's not something I say. So I'm going to say not something I say, okay. but I can say it very naturally if I right. wanted to. I, I say it fairly frequently. Y'all is also great for teachers because mm-hmm. teachers are saying you guys constantly. Exactly. Plus, I not to be one of those guys um, being all nitpicky, but you guys, you know, is... I think in a way, I mean, it means you all, but like, what if your class is all ladies? Right. Y'all right. is a little bit more gender neutral, in my opinion. Okay. Right. So the second syllable in pajamas should sound like the A in father or the A in jam. So pajamas jam. or, yeah, A in jam, I would say the same. Okay. All right. Ooh, now we're talking about caramel or caramel. Does it have two or three syllables? So do you say caramel, two? Caramel, or do you say it both ways? Caramel. So two? All right. I would also say it in two. I don't think I ever say caramel. I don't either. It's too much work, That's man. A, it turns into a tongue twister right? at that point. Oh, and I, I, I already know this one point. for you. Uh, do you pronounce aunt like do you pronounce aunt like aunt? No for you and yes for me. I already know that I'm one. I'm gonna say, do I pronounce aunt? What do you mean? I pronounce aunt like aunt, yes. Right. But then I also Tre- aunt Trevor like Noah aunt. actually does a little bit about that. It's really funny. About how Americans say aunt. Right. And it should be aunt. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So root or route rhymes with out or boot. Do you say root or route? Root or route. I never have to say that word. Because none of the roads here are roots. Right. Oh, okay. I guess I'll go with root. Okay. <laughs> but I never say that word. Route. You need to get on the. I feel like if I'm talking about the road, I'd say route. But if I was ta- saying it, I'd say route. in conversation, I'd say route. I'm gonna go with route. Route. Because okay. I feel like I'd only say route if it was a road. Right, like Route 66. Okay. But then I'd say route if so, I was just talking about it casually. Right. Like that's not the route I took. Exactly. To, uh, that's true. So Mary, M-A-R-Y, like the name. Mary, the verb to wed someone, and Mary, like jolly or happy. Are pronounced the same or are pronounced differently? Mary, Mary, Mary. <laughs> Which is also a gospel group. Really? I didn't know that. Took the shackles off my feet so I can dance. <laughs> That's a Mary, Mary, Mary song. Okay. I just want to praise you. <laughs> um, I'd say they're pronounced the same. Okay. 
RJ. But I know that in the South they pronounce it differently because my mom always uh, accentuates Merry or however they say it, Merry Christmas on uh, on Christmas. Okay. So but, Jared, uh, are you are you ready for your results, my good yes. sir? Yes. I'm polyglot. Is that what it says? It does. God, it's I hope a, it says, I hope my results are better than yours. I, oh, I don't really know how these can be better, but here we go. So it says you speak whatever the hell this means. You speak general American English. You have 65% general American English, 15% upper Midwestern, 15% Yankee, 5% Dixie, and 0% Midwestern. I'm assuming huh. that Midwestern comes from the pop question. I betcha. Uh, yeah, probably. I, I'm sure they put all of that into that one question. Because right? <laughs> it was only 20 questions. So, you know, you can only drive Interesting. so much. I mean, yes. that kind of makes sense. Right. So you speak general American English. I also speak general American English. Oh. And I'm actually 75% general American, so suck on that. Uh, <laughs> I'm 10% upper Midwestern, 5% Dixie, which I bet you is the y'all question, uh, yeah. 5% yeah. Midwestern, and 5% Yankee. But I said devil's beating his wife. That should give me some credit, too, for the South. Right. We're both at 5% Oh, but I say you guys, though. Right. I don't say you Yeah, you have way more Yankee. You have 10% more Yankee than I do. Interesting. Is Yankee... By Yankee, do they mean New York? Probably New York. I would imagine. Or or like East Coast in general, probably. Probably, Yeah, probably. Not just New York, but... That was interesting, though. So there you go, Jared. We both speak general American English with mixtures of different dialects, which makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. That definitely makes sense. And especially in this internet age that we live in, you can speak whatever English you want. Right? Oh, for sure. That's the beauty of languages, you know? Um, yes. It's really great. Yes. Um, well, Jared, are there is there anything else you'd like to add for our listeners out there about uh, the different um, dialects of American English? Oh, you did mention um, fireflies. Mm-hmm. Um, what, is that what you call them, fireflies? Yeah. Uh, in the South and a good bit of the middle of the country, uh, they call them lightning bugs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's a book called something about lightning bugs. I don't remember what it was called, though. So that was exciting. Um, and I, Yeah, no, I think that's that's about it. That's all I got. That's all I got. I, I had to go look through my stuff real quick to see if there's anything I, I missed out. I really just wanted to – oh, one I found interesting is that in New England – uh, what do you call uh, eggs that are when you um, what uh, I don't even know how you make those like oh when you boil an egg in the water, not in the shell, not in the shell. That's a thing. Yeah, poached egg is. Oh, what that poached is? egg. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that what that is? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Okay. In uh, New England, they call it a dropped egg. Interesting. Okay. Fun fact. Uh, no, that's all I got. All right. That's all I got. I, I want to talk about this song. I, well, uh, well, let me, let me, uh, I do want to, since I did, uh, get some Midwest in my, um, in my quiz results, I do want to talk about a couple Midwestern things that we do say. We talked about Ope earlier, which I feel like is pretty common. That one I did not even realize until you said it. Then I was like, yeah, right. no, I definitely do that. So Jared, do you know what, um, what does, um, I mean, it's spelled here um, J E E T, um, G E. What's that mean? J E E T. G E. 
Did you eat earlier today or are you still hungry? Oh, <laughs> is that a, is that a, a dialectual thing? Yep. Mm-hmm. G G earlier today? Yeah. Did you eat earlier today? Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So that's a Midwestern thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, for sure. Um, we already talked yesterday? about pop. Or yesterday. Apparently puppy chow, you know what puppy chow is, right? Like the snack. Yeah, that's definitely a Midwestern thing. Can you can you give our I, listeners? I, I didn't barely even knew what that was. No, I, I mean I can, but it would be. I think it'd be better if it came from you because okay. I, I I I I know what it is, but I'm not by no means a uh, okay. expert. Well, sh- first of all, shout out to my sister because she makes the best puppy chow. But puppy chow is basically like Czech cereal with melted chocolate, peanut butter, and powdered sugar. Yes, it's delicious. Yes. Yeah, it's absolutely delicious. Um, I'm yep. trying to think if there are any other. Oh, and here's another very Midwestern thing to say, Jared. You betcha. You betcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a stereotypical one, right? You betcha. You betcha. That's like a that's like a, a Fargo esque, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, for sure. <clears throat> for sure. Well, anyways, I think that's uh, that's enough of our American dialects for uh, this episode. Let's get into the mm-hmm. song of the pod, Jared. Can you uh, introduce it uh, to our listeners out there? The song of the pod is uh, Bofu Safu, and it's by Ama, uh, Amadu and Miriam. <laughs> I made that a drop. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, so, uh, I love how you should have seen Chad's face, everyone. He, I, I really, I surprised scared me a little bit. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Um, and they're from Mali and, um, they're, uh, what did you think of the song before I get into it? No, well, I'll explain it first. Okay. Go for it. It's got a, it's got a very seventies vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, a disco vibe, I would say. Um, and, um, there's a guitarist that's, Amadou, he's uh, that's the dude. He's a guitarist and he's a singer as well. And he actually plays with like this metal electric guitar, like it's an electric guitar, but it has like a kind of a metally sound to it. And uh, do you know what I'm talking about? What was the name of the song again, Jared? Uh, Bafu Safu, B O F O U S A F O U. And for everyone else, follow us Untranslatable One, and I will. Uh, Tweet out the, the link to the song so you guys can also listen to Bafu Safu. Are you going to get us in trouble? <laughs> I, I don't think I don't. I think that's fine. That's like three seconds, if that. Right. I'm, I'm trying to look for the guitar right now. One second. You're right, though. It does have a very disco-y vibe to it. But it's really cool. Did, did you were you able to find the lyrics by chance? Uh, I found some of the lyrics. They translated some of the stuff. Do you, um, I, I, um, so, did, first of all, they're both blind also. Um, Miriam, the singer, she became blind uh, by, from untreated measles. Oh, bummer. And they've been active. They've been a group since 74. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the language that they're speaking is a mix of French and um, Bambada, which is a... Uh, um, I probably a uh, you know I mean there are many languages spoken with throughout mm-hmm. uh, Mali so it's probably one of the you know uh, local languages, um, and Bafu Safu re- refers to someone who lives and dies for nothing, and so from what I gather the song 
so you know, did you watch the music video I sent you? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. And so the song is actually, I believe, talking about. Uh, here, I'll read some of this, but I th- believe it's talking about not being lazy, and and uh, and and it's a song about uh, going out and being active and doing something with your life. And uh, it does have a very 70s vibe to it. And I believe it actually is referring to work, not, like even though he's dancing. I right. believe they're referring to them who like like their work is, you know, performing. I believe. And, oh, let me read this. I have two little things I want to read. Perfect. One's from uh, DJ Mac and Associates, some, uh, some website that apparently talks about music. And they had this song listed as their song of the day at some point. Uh, I don't know exactly when. But um, the translation for the song title is... Um, a uh, boabab in the hand, which is a uh, uh, African take on a French expression to have a hair in the hand. Um, by the way, a little untranslatable work going on in here. Bonus for everybody out there. And to have a hair in the hand uh, is uh, untranslatable for laziness. And uh, from the music video, it's hard to tell. Oh, and by the way, once again, untranslatable, the number one. You can look at the music video and it'll make sense. Because I kind of like the song. I like the music video it's too. It's a good song it was, for sure. Um, from the music video, it's hard to tell if uh, Amadou and Miriam are warning people not to be lazy in bed because they need to be putting in work on the dance floor or whether they should, shouldn't dance away their lives or uh, that you're never going to find your partner in life if you just stay in bed dreaming. Uh, therefore, you're never... You need to. What the hell was that? <laughs> Therefore, you need to learn how to cut a rug. Is there something going on outside of your window? I don't know. I'm gonna go shut it real quick. Keep talking. I, I want to know what's going on out there. If for those of you that I don't know if that'll pick up, but there was a legitimate like screaming happening outside, and it sounds like Chad might, might need to call whatever the European nine one one is called one one two. Um. Also, according to the, uh, there was a snippet from Pitchfork. And in Pitchfork, they said, in Bambada, the dominant language of Mali, uh, so it's Bambada is the dominant language. It's not just a, a language spoken there. It's the main one, uh, other than French. Bofu Safu refers to someone who lives and dies for nothing. This is from Pitchfork, by the way. I don't mm. know if you heard me say that. Lives and dies for nothing. Over Amadou's bluesy guitar and a... Uh, Mellow four on the floor thump. By the way, whoever wrote this, shout out. Miriam's warm, plaintive vocals both encourage and warn listeners to not let their lives go to waste. At the bridge, when the bass drops, Miriam dips into a fr- um, into French amid sparse drums and spindly synths. She advises, "Il faut travailler dans uh, la vie." Uh, which do you know? Oh, and she also says, "Il faut pas." Quasse, uh, le bras dans la vie. It is necessary to work in life. One must not cross one's arms in in, in life. Hmm. The song then pivots into a full-on disco number, evocative of skating rinks and swirling lights. Musically, it's not all that new, but leave it to uh, Amadou and Miriam to know just how to balance the weight of uh, the message with the pull of the dance floor. And that's what I love about the song mm-hmm. is that. It has a legit, you know, the message to me is kind of preachy, but I do love how they were able to um, make their message fun. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, for and sure. how it's it's and it's fun and it's uh and and they're legitimate musicians. I mean, it's, you know, it's I mean, you know, it's got a heavy electric to it, but the dudes, you know, I, I like that there's real mus musicology happening. Even mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's super complex. I'm just saying that I do like that. It's I, I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was fun, and the video's fun too. Oh, for sure. It's just a good vibe song. I feel like right, but right. with a message yeah, to it too, for sure. Right, it's a good song, and, and it's it's definitely a good song to have on like at a party or something. Mm-hmm. This would be definitely a good one. easy to dance to. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. And his guitar is pretty sweet. You're right. I'm looking at. The do you video. have you do you know what kind of have you seen that kind of style? Before? I mean, it's a it's a it's basically a Fender Telecaster type of guitar. That based on the headstock, it looks like a different brand, but it's got like a. A lot of times, what they call it is kind of like a mirror pickguard, which gives it with the with the lighting, it gives it kind of a metally shiny look. Um, so is that is that sound all coming through the the um like uh, the effects and not the guitar? The look they it's just they just has it look like it's one of the guitar that would have that sound if it were acoustic. Well, no, this is this is definitely a guitar with some effects. It's no, but I'm saying guitar. so. But you, but it has that sort of metally look, like it had, like it, the the sound of the guitar is that metally sound, and I'm saying he's using an electric guitar. Right? Is that metally sound coming have anything to do with the fact that his guitar looks like it would be making that sound, or is that all effects? It's effects. It's just okay. effects. I, I think so, I would imagine. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It should just okay. be effects. Uh, usually. So that guitar could sound like any sort of normal blues mm-hmm. guitar. Yeah. If you wanted oh, yeah. To. Okay. okay. And, yeah. That's what I, that's what I thought. Uh, right. But I was like, I wonder if he just has it. He just happens to use that one because it looks like it would fit. Because that's what the acoustic version would look like. Right. It, it, it sounds like he has like a chorus effect or some type of effect on it that, yeah, okay. gives it that kind of more metallic as you right. said, yes, type that's, of, type that's of what sound. I was looking for. for metallic. Sure. Yes, for sure. So, yeah, check out our song of the pod on our Twitter. Uh, Untranslatable yes. one. <laughs> You're going to get this episode pulled so fast. Oh, my God. Chat's so nervous. Chat's such a worry word. Yeah, I, 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 I think it takes more than like a three second clip to do it, right. to be honest with you. Well, let's hope they don't come after us because we're just trying to promote <laughs> oh, yeah. great music. Also, if they come after us, we'll just use it to promote our podcast more. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, that's what that's what Gene Simmons said. I think is all all publicity is good publicity. Exactly. I'll 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 give up this episode for more uh, listeners. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Because there are many more episodes to come. Oh, most definitely. You can't slow us down. Nope. The man. That's right. All right, Jared. Uh, I appreciate Chad's ready to move on before I keep hitting that right, button. You, you are. It's just going to become a regular drop, I feel like, on our show now. Uh, but uh, anyways, I want to move on. Although we've been focusing this episode on dialects of American English, as many of our listeners already know, I am living in the Czech Republic, trying my best to learn Czech and also help you all become polyglots out there. So yes. I have a Czech word of the pod. And my check word of the pod today is hesky. I know exactly what that means. Are you being facetious, Jared? Hesky means good. Did you look that up? How'd you know? Hesky clock. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, let me, let me, tell, you, let me tell you why I chose this word of the pod, Jared. One, when I, I was playing badminton yesterday, um, 
trying to get involved in my community and get to know people. So I've been playing. Where were you playing badminton? At, at our school. We have like a gym and then we, the teachers come and play badminton and students Damn, and other Chad, people in the community. You. I know, right? And there were quite a few, quite a few shots that I hit that were bad. But there were a couple where my teammate or my partner would say Heskey. So, so they wouldn't Parada. say. Um, it, well, my shots weren't excellent. They were just good. Okay, they yeah. were just good. So they, but they could say that. Yes. And then today okay. during the hockey game, there was also a couple of um, there were also a couple of guys behind me where, the whenever our team would do something good, they'd be like Heskey, Heskey. So mm. there you go. That's did you hear? Did you hear Heskey any? Of, did you hear any of that? I didn't hear any Heskey Kluck. Not not okay. this time. I love how you. I, I wish people could see your face when I when I said that with no hesitation. You you did. Uh. You you rolled in with all the confidence <laughs> in the world right there, Jerry. I like. It. I know exactly what it means. Exactly. I gotta find tricky. And I will tell you. Me. Well, Jared, now mm. it's time for me to surprise you with a couple jokes. Yes. So here we go, Jared. What is the longest word in the English language? Is it anti-disestablishmentarianism? That's Oh wait, this is a joke section. That that <laughs> is that is probably one of the literal longest words in the English language. But for this joke, the word is my ex-wife. <laughs> the word is smiles because there is a mile between the first and the last letters. Okay. I mean, that's not a joke. That's more like uh, something that like um, Mr. Rogers says at the end of an episode. <laughs> well, hey, Jared, I, I have no problem bringing in some Mr. Rogers to uh, our podcast. All that's you for have sure. To do is smile. It's the biggest thing you can do. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Jared. This one's kind it's of a, a mile joke. between the S and U. This is kind of a joke. Uh-huh. More of a riddle, I would say. What begins with a T ends with a T and has T in it. T. T doesn't end with T. Teat. <laughs> if you have T coming out your teats, you might need to go see a doctor. <laughs> You're very close to the Jared. What begins with a T ends with a T and has T in it? A teapot. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. All right. All right. My last one for you. Honestly, Jim. I was thinking you were going to say something else. That's why I was a little nervous. Mm, nope. Uh, so, uh, my, <laughs> so my last one for you is, why did the comma break up with the apostrophe? Ooh, I've heard this one before, but I don't remember what it is at all. Because it was too possessive. Yes. That sounds like something that you and your friends would crack up about in, all, in the teacher's uh Oh, lounge. for sure. Sitting around the water cooler, <laughs> just laughing our asses. Chad's a hoot. <laughs> right. Exactly. Too possessive. <laughs> it's kind of like the let's eat grandma and let's eat grandma. Like the comma thing. <laughs> yes. Which is right. also pretty good. But that's that's much better mm-hmm. when you actually can visualize it and really see it. it yes. Sense. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, Jared, unfortunately, those are all my jokes for the episode. But as usual, I want to leave our listeners with a good quote um, to send us off. My quote is by Wilhelm Humboldt, which is also one Who of that? the <laughs> right, who's also one of the um, founders of the um, Humboldt University in uh, I believe that's in Berlin. Um, and oh, uh, shout out his right, and his quote is the infinite use of language, or sorry, language 
is the infinite use of finite means. Yeah, the fi- the infinite use of finite means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for example, Shakespeare. Right. He he essentially made English what it is today. And Jared's making Southern English what it is today now too, with his uh, Slipknot. Yes. Shaking hey, like a possum in the bayou. Hey, boy. Easy there, you slipping on gator piss now there, boy. <laughs> Easy, boy. Oh, man, we're going to have our, our international <laughs> listeners go down south and just confuse the shit out of people down there. Although we could also use pocketbook full of crawdads because, yes, it's a quote-unquote southern phrase, but we put our own Michigan spin on it. Pocketbook full of crawdads. Oh, we don't. Th- it's like, what's a crawdad? It's like, that's how we say it in Michigan. Right. This, I'm making my own untranslatables here. That's right. I mean, you you all heard our test results. We are not 100% one thing or another. You uh, guys are just shaking like a possum in the bayou. Exa- exactly. <laughs> well, Jared, I want to thank you for all the enlightening information this episode. Uh, I can definitely say I've learned a lot about the different dialects of American English. And I also want to thank all of our listeners out there. Um, and please check us out on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. We'll have our Song of the Pod uploaded on uh, our Twitter at Untranslatable1. Tweet us with some of your favorite dialects of American English or any words or sayings that we forgot. And also shoot us an email about why you want to delete your Facebook at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. We thank you and we look forward to uh, hearing from you next time. Next time.